Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Hope everyone is doing well. Baruch Hashem, we have a jam-packed parsha this week, Parshat Korach. In this week's parsha, it says, "Vaykalu al Moshe ve'al Aaron ve'yamru alehem Rav lachem ki kol ha'eda kulam kedushim uvetocham Hashem umadua tidnasu al kal Hashem." The English translation of this is, "And they gathered against Moshe and against Aaron." They is referring to Korach as well as the Tan and Aviram and the two hundred fifty men, and they said to them, "It is too much for you, for the entire assembly is holy, the entire Bnei Yisrael is holy, and Hashem is among them. Why do you exalt yourselves?" over the congregation of Hashem. So we have to understand what's going on over here. Korach, as well as his whole uh, crew that, that came with him, they're making the claim against Moshe and Aaron, why do you guys deserve to be the leaders of Christ? Well, we were all made holy under Har Sinai. We were all at Har Sinai. We, we were on the same level. We all experienced the same thing. Why should you guys be held on any level higher than us? So on a very... Uh, surface level it seems like the claim that Korach is making is a very righteous uh, claim you know he's he's really looking to the for the benefit of Klaistral he wants he wants Klaistral to get credit also he wants Klaistral to uh, you know be held to a certain standard just like Moshe and Aaron but if we look on a deeper level it wasn't such a righteous claim why was he making this righteous claim he was making this righteous claim right after uh, Hashem transferred the priesthood the Kohanut to Bnei Aaron we know that the Kohanut used to be given to the Bechorim, but once the Bechorim were involved in the Cheta Egel, the sin of the golden calf, Hashem took away that priesthood from them and gave it to Aaron. So, and Korach himself was a Bechor, so he wanted to be a Kohen. So we see that he really, the, the intentions that we originally thought were so righteous, weren't so righteous after all. He was really looking for his own benefit, to, to overthrow Moshe and Aaron and to, to try to, claim more fame he was really looking for out for his own good so from here we learn a very valuable lesson that from the outward sometimes people unfortunately can look like very righteous people but their, their actions and, and so forth can look very righteous but if we if we really understood what they were thinking in their heads what they were thinking in their hearts sometimes again we have to obviously judge the kafshu to, to judge favorably that everyone's doing their actions you know and for the righteous reasons but sometimes the the actions aren't so righteous and you know we can't control anyone else but we should be able to control ourselves that our actions should be internally driven by righteous reasons and not by you know any desire for kavod for respect or for any other reason and uh there was once a story a very valuable very very valuable story that really brings out this point that there was one time a uh, a man who saved thousands of jews in the holocaust went to speak in one of these yeshivas, I believe it was a Satmar yeshiva, and the man, he was he was obviously a very righteous man, but on the outward, he didn't look like such a righteous man. He didn't fit into the, you know, the uh, the system that the Hasidim have. He didn't have a beard, he didn't have a peot, whatever it was, he didn't have a hat. So when he came to speak at the yeshiva, the Satmar Rebbe obviously, you know, greeted him and told him, come speak, you know, you saved thousands of Jewish lives. And after the, the man left, the students went to the Satmar Rebbe, and asked the Satmar Rebbe, Rebbe, how can you let such a man speak? Look at him, he wasn't even, he's not even dressed appropriately like a, like a, like a Jew or whatever, like, like someone righteous should be dressed. You know, he didn't have a beard. They were making all these claims to the Satmar Rebbe. The Satmar Rebbe said, you know what? After 120, Hashem's going to ask this man, Yid, Yid, Jew, Jew, where's your beard? But after 120, the most important question that Hashem's going to ask all of us is, Jew, Jew, where's your Jew? 
where is your internal Jew? Hashem's not going to care necessarily if we, you know, had a beard, if we wore a hat, if we had a white shirt. Of course, all these things, you know, a different discussion for a different time. But at the end of the day, Hashem's going to want to see where is our Jew? You know, it's very, it's very easy. I always tell my students, it's very easy to put on a white shirt, to wear a black hat. All these things, it's very easy. It just costs $20, $50, whatever it is. But to change one of your thoughts, like I believe Rav Yisrael Hassan says, it's if, harder to finish Shas. Sorry, it's harder to change one Midah than to finish all of Shas. So if Shas takes seven and a half years to finish, if you do a Daf Yomi, that means that it could take seven and a half years for a person to, to change just one Midah. Just to show how hard it is to change a person's internal Midot. So Bezrah Hashem, may we work on our internal righteousness and Bezrah Hashem also reflect that on our external righteousness. Shabbat Shalom.